Welcome back to Merendiando. Merendiando. So after we had amazing artists for the Caminos Festival and the podcast, we figured out that you haven't met two of the amazing artists that are <laughs> us. It's us. We got some feedback saying, this is all really wonderful, but like, who are you? And we were like, true. We were like, we don't really know, but what we know, we will share. Absolutely. So Monica and I sat down and had a discussion about our work. We had some tasty snacks and we want you to have a tasty snack while you listen to this. So go get a snack and then just relax and listen to this Mexican beauties. Let's get into this episode of Merendeando. This is the sound of me slurping Abuelita Chocolate through a churro. It's delicious. You know why it's more delicious? No. Because we're doing it together. So I did the chocolate, Abuelita. We did it with cashew milk also because I actually adore cashew milk. You bought the churros from? Pancho's Bakery at Dufferin and Bloor, but there's many other ones too around Toronto. They were super great. I like them. I like the one at Dufferin because it's so small. Yeah. It's like you're going into a little shack of love. But what, tell our listeners, what did you did that made me real sad? I didn't get them rellenos with anything. I didn't get them filled with the flavors that sometimes people do. I wanted dulce de leche. I love dulce de leche. I just didn't do it. Or la lechera, like literally condensed milk. I was so sad when I opened that bag and there was nothing oozing (laughs) out of them. But I understand. (laughs) You do, but then I understand you like churros with nothing inside. Okay, that's not true. I figured that if we're gonna have abuelita, I'm already gonna be nostalgically like overwhelmed, and I don't need that much sugar in my life at once. Like I am trying to be a responsible adult. Oh no, I love sugar. I need all the sugar, okay. and it was a perfect excuse to just go all over the sugar. <laughs> but I understand. What What is this podcast episode about, Monica? This is about you. And um, me, yeah. and you and me, and all of you listening out there, knowing each hi. other, knowing us a little bit better. Hi, out, hi, hi, you person out there. Hi, whatever you are, we love you. Yeah, we probably love you. So, do we want to tell people how do we met? Is that, okay, we could start there. Yeah, let's start from the beginning. But, like, the beginning would be before we met, right? Like, how we were made. Okay. <laughs> That's a tricky thing. Or maybe more like, um, you know, a little bit about us as individuals. Oh, yeah. A little bit about us. I don't know. I mean, you can start wherever you want, Monica. (laughs) You start right at the beginning. Okay. um, I'll start with me because you're still enjoying that chocolate. Honestly, I'm trying to eat everything else. It's so good. Um, I... I don't know who I am. I got this question recently and I'm like, I don't know. I just say I am... um, Mexican immigrant queer person who now lives in Toronto and I've been here for the past six years. I came with the dream of, fr- of being a free queer person and then, yeah, <laughs> and then I left it here and I, I think my art form has changed a bunch. I do film, I do theater now we do podcasts yes. we do everything we can to tell stories i think mm. i think i just say i'm a storyteller that's the best nice. answer what about you i have so many follow-up questions though oh no 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 i'm joking no yeah ask me 
Okay, so you came here six years ago. And did you come to Toronto right away? Did you go somewhere else? No, only Toronto. Oh. I ne- I've never been to any part of Canada. And Toronto was like the one. Mm. Why? Why? I first I thought I was going to Vancouver mm. because I wanted to go to Vancouver in film school. Mm-hmm. But then I knew, but Toronto film school was easier to get in. It sounds horrible, but it was. I think these are facts. Yeah, and also I like Toronto because in my mind, it was super close to New York. The thing was, I didn't know it was super close to Buffalo, New York, not (laughs) New York City (laughs) itself. Uh, I was tricked by my own mind. I mean, I mean. Yeah, I know. but I mean, it's still, I mean. It's still pretty close, kind of. Like on a plane, what is it, an hour and 30 minutes? An hour, yeah. 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 Also, I I knew I was going to come to Canada since I was little because of the grassy. I always tell the story that I feel like so jinx. Like, instead of saying my story is jinx, it makes no sense. What did you? Also, as you can see, English is not my first language, so sometimes I just invent sayings. Honestly, how else does language even happen? You're just helping English thrive and change, Monica. I do that a lot. You know, it's like, how do you say tulipanes? Tulips. Okay, so I was in a class and I was trying to say tulipanes, and I said tulipans. (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized every time I don't know how to say something, I just like just ingoify, gringolize, like I gringolize Gringolize and ingoify. No, gringolize it. Gringolize. What did you say today? You're like, oh, I have to bookyard this rehearsal. I'm like, get out, bookyard. Yeah, (laughs) it really. It's so good. Really Spanglish, but that's how we speak. I feel here, like you. Tell us about you a little bit so I can ask you a follow-up question. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm Camila. Um, I was born in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and I love it there, and it's a big part of who I am. Um, and then I moved to Toronto with my family when I was, like, a child. Um, so Toronto has been my home for a long time, too. But my family, my parents, are both from Mexico City, Las, El Distrito Federal. So speaking of a language, how did you grow up here having Mexican parents? It was like English and Spanish always yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my, I don't know, like you, I learned English and Spanish at the same time, basically. When I was at home and my mom was like taking care of me as a baby, it was like Spanish all the time. But I learned to speak English and Spanish basically at the same time. And then in my like younger childhood years, I basically just spoke English but I did speak Spanish but Mm -hmm. English was like I used it way more and then I remember when I was like eight ish I went up to my parents and I'm like you guys I really want you to teach me Spanish because you keep talking about stuff and I don't know what you're saying and I Mm -hmm. know you're talking about me and they're like oh okay (laughs) so then and then I don't really know what happened but from that point on like I just learned a lot more Spanish and I used it at home that's a bit about me like I love I mean I just am obsessed with Mexico. It's kind of weird. Like, I'm, I know that I'm a cultural worker. Like, I work, I'm also a storyteller. I work in culture. I create culture. I engage in conversations about culture. It's, like, what I'm interested in. But my own culture, mm-hmm. my own identity, I'm, like, fascinated by. I'm, I mean, hopefully this isn't narcissistic. If it is, like, hook me up with a therapist, yo. But basically, like, I just i am so curious about culture, and I'm so fascinated by Mexican culture. I always think that with you because I feel sometimes you are more of a Mexican than me in a oh way. Like, you know, not, not that. True. We're all Mexicans inside. Yeah. But, like, I think you, uh, 
try really hard to understand the culture. Like I really do all the time. You do the research, and I'm just like, should I know more? No, you are it. We're both it. But I think I'm just interested in like, I don't know. I just love learning about the history of like the different things that happened in that country, and I love learning about the different languages. I love learning Nahuatl. I love learning about textiles. I just, there's something, I have no idea why. Like, I can't actually explain to you why. It's just that I, like, get so much life when I, like, go to Mexico, mm -hmm. firstly. Like, I'm so privileged to be able to go to a place where my ancestors lived, like, where I know that my family has connections. And it's, it's huge, and it does a lot for my mental health. There's just a feeling I get in the air when I go to Mexico City and just Mexico, and I just feel at peace. But also, that's a huge privilege because then I get to go back to cozy, safe Canada and, like, think about it in the safety of my apartment that I get to have, you know? Because, like, a lot of my family members wish they could come here, you know? Yes. So it's like... No, I understand. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think once I left Mexico, I realized how much I... I don't know. It was going to say we were, like, missed it in a way that is, like... I want to know more about the place I was in mm. once I got out of it. Yeah. Which it was weird. I don't know. I have a, I like, I love Mexico. I love it. I love being Mexican, but I also, being a person who was there where certain things were going down, mm -hmm. I'm happy I I'm not got there. out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, please, nobody hates hate me, but I was just like, but I feel w way safer and happier. Mm -hmm. Speaking about this, we were having this discussion about how people say first generation or zero generation. Mm -hmm. Because we were saying that you found that first generation means mm -hmm. not you. That was like your mom. Exactly. So like, I, in a way, it's like I'm first generation. Yeah. But that doesn't really translate that way. Into Spanish? No. Remember, it was like you found it on a website. Yeah. Well, like the Canadian immigrate immigration official stance i found that like document online that's like this is in for the canadian government these are the definitions of these terms and first generation was the person who came from another country like that person who was born in another country mm -hmm. and is now canadian like officially with like all the papers and everything and like the stamps first generation canadian they're first generation and then if they had kids their kids would be second generation. So technically, I'm second generation. And technically, you're first. Yeah. But I think colloquially, lots of people say that what I would am is first generation. Like, I've heard people say that about themselves. And I don't think it's wrong. I just think it was interesting. Yeah, it's a way of using language that is, like, yeah, tricky in because, a way. Because what you were saying, because if, if I'm first generation, then you're zero generation. Mm -hmm. Then what are you? <laughs> zero generation. Zero generation. The, yeah. Kind of sounds cool. It's like a space cadet. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. You're like a astronaut exploring things. But I do thought it was really interesting because I'm like, is this thing also meeting people that are like, when I met you and you're like, I'm, I'm, would you say you're Mexican or you will say Mexican Canadian right away? Or would you say Canadian? Oh my God. That's a really complicated thing. Um, I definitely say Mexican. I, I, I acknowledge that I'm Canadian. You know, I'm all for, um, basically, indigenous liberation if you want to put an umbrella term on it mm -hmm. so do i call myself canadian 
Yeah, in some in some places I do. Yes, but sometimes I'm like, I live uh, <laughs> on dish with one spoon, <laughs> wampum treaty territory, and I support Haudenosaunee people and you know lots of indigenous people who live here, not just the Haudenosaunee. And I, that's what I say. So you have like a complicated relationship with saying you're something. I'm always learning, but I don't know. You're I'm culturally ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm from specific places and I can tell you about those places. What about you? What do you say? Do you say you're... I say Mexican because I am Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have this conversation a bunch, like as an, as an immigrant... When somebody who I know was born here will tell me I'm Mexican, I'll be like, no, you're Canadian. But for me, it's because being Canadian will hold some sort of privilege. Yeah. Because it's like, well, well, if you're Mexican, then you you need to get a visa to go to the States. Like, do you need to wait that long to get OHIP? Like, Mm -hmm. I was here for four years until I... Got OHIP? Yeah, because I was a student, then a worker, then finally a permanent resident. OHIP is the Ontario Health plan by the way like free healthcare yeah. free healthcare yeah so f- it's it's always in a way of being like i understand but a part of me is like but you carry certain in a way privilege that oh yeah yeah so it's always like i like to have this conversation because I'm, I'm like i understand people getting in touch with their culture and their background but it's it's a weird conversation no it's a really good one because there's so much privilege because I was born in Canada, I get all the privileges of being a Canadian citizen. That's why people come to Canada. But you also get what I like about you is mm-hmm. like you get the responsibility of knowing what entitles uh, with you being a Canadian, like knowing what the story really is. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what the story really is. I'm still uncovering it as someone who was born here, but it's 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 fucked up. This was getting to know Camila and Monica were just going over, <laughs> like, how do we identify? I think that this has to do a lot with our artist brand. Right. So, wait. So, okay. So, you're a storyteller. You do things. But I feel like you're not giving yourself enough credit because Monica is a rock star, okay? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> what we should do is, like, I describe what I think you do in terms of your art, and you oh. describe what I, you think okay. I do. That, let's do Ready? It. Ready? Bum, 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 All right. So, Monica Garrido is... A celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) Monica Garrido is a comedian. Monica does sketch comedy, stand up a little bit sometimes, works a lot with Second City, is in a bunch of different troops with Second City. And Monica has also directed film and been in films and also is in a Latinx drag king boy band called Boy Band the Boy Band, which is really amazing. And... Tortilla Chip Collective is something Monica runs, too, which is, like, a collective that runs, does events. Like, you used to do this pachanga party at Glad Day Bookshop. Pachanga party, which is just, like, a Latinx kind of dance night at Glad Day, which is, Glad Day Bookshop is the oldest surviving queer bookstore in the world, where I work, (laughs) also. Monica is also an actor in theater and writes and performs her own shows. So, if that's not going to keep you busy 24-7... I don't even know. I think my bio is like, Monica's tired. <laughs> <laughs> now, yes. now I'll do you. Okay, wait, was that right? Kind of, yeah. What did I miss? I do work with Second City, but I also work with Bad Dog Theater, and oh. I do comedy all over. And yeah, but right now I'm in the 
house ensemble of Second City. I have a show. We have a show every Friday until May. Mm. Forever. Every Thank Friday? God. What time? Yeah. Every Friday at 8 p.m. at the JCB, the you know training I'm coming. center. I'm going to come to that. Yes. Kay. I'll do you now. Oh. Oh. Okay. Camila is a witch. Yes! yes. That's the it. The best answer! <laughs> we literally ah! just talked about this, that Camila is a witch. She... It's a really talented musician. She has a beautiful, beautiful singing voice. Oh. I have a video of her in my phone, and what? sometimes I listen. Yes, you send me a song. Thank you for remembering. Whoa, like when? You sing Yo No Se Mañana. Oh my God, yes. I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, Camila oh wrote, oh, for, for our boy band, she's a, an amazing songwriter, so she wrote two of our original songs. She also was a musical director. She's really, really talented. She writes music. She plays music. She's a witch. So she also reads that El Tarot. Yeah, sometimes I do. Yes, yes. That's, that's a, this is secret information right now. Okay, it's keep secret. Going, keep going. Monica. Oh, well, now everyone will know. I'll do edit mean, Secrecy it, so. is half the power of witchery, bro. Yeah. She is a, a theater performer, too. Uh, she is an actor, a creator. I will go all the way to say you're an activist. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, if you want to know what's happening in the world, I will ask Camila oh. 100% right mm -hmm. away. She, when she finds something that she's passionate about, oof, Camila will, will know about that. That's true. Yes. That's good. And she likes, I always like the way that you see everything as a big picture. Because <laughs> I think that's something that we compliment each other really well i'm really practical and being like to the point mm -hmm. and camila is a beautiful beautiful dreamer <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's so true yeah yeah it's actually so funny whenever we work on the podcast monica's like okay so then when are we gonna do this how do we need who do we need to ask and i'm like yeah but like what if everything was like this <laughs> and then what you're like if there was okay. a special song <laughs> yeah. for every bow we say yes i yeah. probably said that once and then you're like okay um i don't know how that's gonna work because <laughs> blah, blah 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 it's good it's good but it's good i think we we complement each other yeah when we're not making each other mad yeah but it's all part we spend so much time together i think that's can yeah. we then say how we met each other and how now me and camila are like in each other's life yes a thousand percent yes so I met you, I knew about you because of a friend we have in common, Sofia Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Because you went to Sheridan. Yeah. And Sofia yeah. was like, there's a Mexican. Mexican lesbian in Go, the program. Yeah. And I was like, what? And then I just Wait, knew you. you knew Sofia, right. You yeah, because Sofia. Sofia and I know each other from Monterrey, Nuevo León, oh from Mexico. And then I was like, who is this magical unicorn? Holy shit. And then I saw you at... That thing, theater, what is it called? It was like a, a theater event. Performing? Uh, and you perform in like, I think it was a circle or something. You're playing your guitar. What? I mean, I do that all the time. I just have no idea which event. But it was like, about. it was like a time. It was like, they had a timer and it was like, you have like 10 minutes to do this piece or something like that. And then it will go off. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Time. Oh yeah. 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 Um, wrecking ball. Mm -hmm. Wrecking ball. Oh yeah. So I was there. Mm, you were there, and I knew who you were because I saw a Heard picture of you. Him. Okay, yeah. Also, because I was trying to be like, who is this Mexican lesbian? Wow. And I found you on the internet. Why didn't we date? We're both 
Mexican lesbians. You didn't want to, remember? No. We can also go through that. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Okay, please uh, continue. <laughs> you were like, if you can see Camila's face, um, it's I'm so just red. eating a churro, bro. It was really red. No, but I went up to you and be like, hello, I'm Mexican. My name is Monica. Nice love, to meet you. I'm gay. I know you're gay too or something like that. I didn't say that. Probably not. That but I was like, come to my show. And you couldn't. I invite you to my ECU show. Holy shit. Monica, I remember this right now. I remember everything so clearly. Yeah, I remember it now. You came up to me and I was like, this is a lot of energy. And then you're like, I'm Monica. And I'm like, oh my God, you're my friend. I remember mm -hmm. that. Okay, I remember that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I don't think, and then you couldn't come to my show because you. Oh, yeah. Something. Because you're a star. What? <laughs> no, you're and a star. And a witch. So it takes a lot of time. <laughs> I'm just a constellation in the sky. Just like the rest of us. We're all just stars in the sky. <laughs> Aww. All right. And then I, and then we didn't, I think we met each other again, something with Aluna. For sure. Like we did probably a workshop. Yeah. Or a festival. Yeah. I feel like I remember mostly getting to know you at Aluna though. Like I remember actually getting to know Monica mm -hmm. at, at Aluna. And I, I feel it was like a workshop that was like a writing workshop and we had to like read what we wrote and you wrote, wrote something like really beautiful and I was like, oh, okay. And I got to know you there. Kind of, yeah. And then, and then, we were just people in the Latinx theater community, right? Yeah. Just like orbiting, sometimes seeing each other. Yeah. Okay, so basically, fast forward, fast forward. Like, we worked a little bit on projects together. Like, mostly, I think boy band was the biggest thing yeah. that we worked on together. And you invited me to work on that with you because you started it. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, boy band, I can't like say this enough, boy band is a Latinx drag king boy band with original songs and like lip synced, amazing, fully choreographed dance numbers. It's actually a dream come true. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> but um, you invited me to do that. And then, and then this podcast. So this podcast, how did this podcast happen? Was it? Oh. To do I have water? Oh, also. The train's passing by. Can you hear the train, everybody? I don't know if you could hear that, but if you can, the studio is right next to the train tracks, and I love it. Yes. Everybody else seems to be very annoyed by it because it interrupts, like, the vibe because you just hear a train, but I love the train. Hmm. Do you like it? I'm okay with it. I don't love it or hate it. I'm just used to it. Okay. I think if it was gone, I'll miss it because it's been a really big part of us That's at this true. point. At this point, <laughs> as yeah. people who record sound in the room next to the train tracks. But the podcast started... I know Trevor reached out to us individually, mm -hmm. and and then he was always like, I have this idea, I have this idea, I have this idea, I think you and Camila will be great, I think you and Camila will be great, and then they just brought us together and we're like, yeah, yep, sounds like, like a plan. Yep, sounds like it would work, yeah. What's better than one Mexican? Two, two Mexicans. Two Mexicans. <laughs> okay, listen, okay, we yeah. are both Canadian and Mexican, right? So... I don't think I'm can I can't say I'm Canadian until they give me a citizenship. Then yeah? I'll say I will always say now I'm a Mexican Canadian resident. Right, 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 right. You technically that's that's how true. I say it. True, but I think I mean, um, as somebody who has also, also I know you're looking at that churro and you want to eat it. I, <laughs> you can eat it. It's okay. Okay, I know let you're me like Monica. Right. This is yours, but I can see it in your face that you're like I want. It's oh my God. so bad. And then we have more. I know. Just <laughs> in the churro cupboard. Okay, I had I was I was saying something. 
Okay. Yeah, I'll sorry. say it and then I'll eat the churro. Um, uh, as someone who's a Mex, nope. Yeah, as someone who's a Canadian, like I, even though I say I'm Mexican, I'm for sure do not have citizenship. I could get it because mm-hmm. my parents are Mexican, and I have been talking about going through that process. Actually, like I'm interested in doing it, but I'm not. But I still say I am just because, like, everything about me is. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, but that's kind of how I see you. I see you as Canadian. So I just thought I would say that. I don't know. I just, because of your, the reason that you're here and the way that you live here, like you just are to me. I always think that every time I walked, even walking here today, I was like, I can't believe I live here. It happens to me so often. Every time I walk everywhere, I'm like, how did I end up here? Because I, you know, when you plan things, but you're like, we'll see what happens. Oh my God. Every fucking day. So that's (laughs) how I kind of, like, I was like, I'm going to go to Toronto study film and see what happens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i remember my, most of some of my friends in mexico were like well you'll be back in like a year and then just because they said i was like never coming back because i yeah. always do what they told me i can <laughs> and because it's mexican no mexican i'm joking <laughs> but yeah but i remember i was like once i was here for not even a month like i think two weeks i was I knew I was like, it felt like home, weirdly. Mm-hmm. But I always surprise myself when I'm here. Mm. I'm always like, wow, I can't believe I'm here. That's cool. It's a dream. Mm. Oh, oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. So Trevor brought us together. Yep. And that's how we started Merendiando. We sat down once and we were like, what's your idea? What's my idea? And then we the Mexican thing. Was our unifier for a lot of the stuff we thought for the podcast. Yeah. Can I say something about that? See, Obviously, we've talked about how much we love Mexico. But I think it's important as Mexicans to also say Mexican supremacy is real. Like, as people who are under the umbrella of Latinx, people call other people Mexican all the time. People who are straight up not Mexican. And it's very frustrating for everyone. So... If you are Salvadorian and you've been called a Mexican, I apologize. <laughs> if you are from Ecuador and you've been called a Mexican, I apologize. That's I apologize. so stupid. People are stupid sometimes. And uh, as two people who have a big platform and who are Mexican, I'm just going to say shout out to every other <laughs> Hispanic country. Every one of them. Hi. You also exist and you're different and it's good. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, because people are just like, oh, yeah, that Mexican. And I'm like, they are from Venezuela. Can you sit down? <laughs> I, I love that you say that because I use Mexicanisms all the time. Like what? Like one of my best friends, Lucia, that is from Peru, who's also mm-hmm. a boy band. Lucia spends so much time with Mexicans that every time <laughs> they go back to Peru and they speak Spanish, their family and friends are like, why are you saying and because sometimes, I don't know if this happens to you every no time. Mames. I, I, no mames. No mames. Que pedo. No, but I always think like, I think when I meet somebody who speaks Spanish, we're like, we speak exactly the same Spanish, no, which is a lie. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, I just love that meeting people here and then trying to, even to communicate in Spanish, you need to understand how to communicate. So it's so beautiful to be like, oh my God, we both speak Spanish. Oh, oh, you are from That Colombia. means that? No, for us it means this. Yeah, like the whole like limon debate. 
Limon means different things in different places. Oh, it's true. It's true. Right? Like Guatemala, they're like, oh, this this limon. That's like, I don't even, I'm confused. I can't even fully say the joke. I don't even know. Even sayings like, I don't want to get into it, but like Colombianisms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with Mexicanisms. Oh, no. Sometimes they they mean really different things. Like what? You're thinking of something. I, I'm not going to say it because yes. it's tricky. Is it? No, you but mean, it, you mean it's racy? It's yeah, a little bit. But it's just the way, like the expressions. I just love it because it's so. Some sometimes you're you're saying the same expression, but it has like a different meaning, in many different places. But you're like, oh, we all speak Spanish. Yeah, we were all colonized by Spain. But then <laughs> everybody did their own like yeah. lingo, and I I just love it. I yeah. love it so much. Also. Uh, accents in this country i just love every accent oh you mean in english or like other languages in every other languages like colombian accent i think it's so beautiful oh man venezuelan accent it's so i think everybody's sexy also i know know. i'm just in love with a lot of people (laughs) (laughs) there's this uh video that buzzfeed i think remezcla did like Mm -hmm. the latinx collective of buzzfeed and it's like which accent is the sexiest and they blindfold um Oh yeah, I've seen it. It's oh my so god, good. it's such a dream. I'm like, can I just can I just live like that? Can I just be in that video for the rest of my life? <laughs> That'd be good. I just love it. I love it. And also uh, again, shout out to Aluna who brought oh, us yeah. together. Because also in this company, I think we both have met people from Oh man, so many countries. So many countries. And it's so beautiful how we all try to live in like this tiny um like piece of the earth yeah. and and find each other as family. I just yeah. find it so beautiful. I totally agree. Yes. So we did season one and sí. we learned so much and it was really fun. Uh, and we did a lot of thinking over the summer break and we came up with a mission statement for the podcast. And it's good. So we're going to read it to you. So. Merendiendo is a podcast that was created to provide a digital media platform that reflects the realities of making art in a complex world from the perspective of two queer artists born in Mexico and Canada who are Mexican and Canadian in different ways. Hosts Monica Garrido uh, and Camila Diaz-Varela share perspectives from their queer, Latinx, settler, and Spanish-English-Spanglish experience and discuss the cultural complexities of making art in supposedly one of the most multicultural cities in the world, Toronto. With snacks that remind them of home, wherever that is, with the intention of grounding the process of making and presenting art in real life conversations for people who are passionate about their culture. Merendiando is also a platform to showcase local artists engaged in creating their culture, to come together to share a meal and discuss different topics. And talking about snacks, tell me, ¿cuál es? Tu snack favorito, tu merienda favorita. Oh. Oh. I was thinking about this the other day. It's actually super hard. I love fruit. Okay. So I feel like my number one fruit, like my number one snack would be umbrella fruit. Any fruit. But to get really specific, maybe tuna. Maybe red tuna. Maybe manila mango. Maybe pineapple. Maybe wild blueberries. But if it's not going to be a fruit, it's going to be oysters. Oh, my God. For snacks? Yeah. Oh, you're fancy. I'm from the East Coast. 
Oh. I also am fancy. I love oysters. I love oysters. What's your favorite snack? My favorite snack? It depends. So, merienda, when I used to have it in Mexico with, in casa de mi abuelita, yeah. it would always be like pan. Uh-huh. Pero my favorite pan, panecito, it will be conchas. Yes. Which conchas can also have a double meaning, if you know hey. what I mean. Hey. Is, is anybody gay here? Gays. I'm not sure. Are you gay? No. Okay, got it. No, I'm a lesbian. Ooh. Ooh, hope my parents don't listen to this podcast. Ooh, oopsie whoopsie. Fun fact about me. My parents don't know. I'm a queer. <laughs> I swear that's an entire podcast yeah. in itself. But yeah, I like Love you, conchitas con yeah. with chocolate or cafecito. Mm. Con café con leche. That, yeah. that was like my snack. Totally. That's awesome. And here... I don't know. I haven't found a snack that I love. But also, if I can just have a mazapan with me, like mazapan is with me. If I like need a quick pick me up, oh, mazapan is number one. Nice. But yeah, conchas. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Mm-hmm. Here I think more like I will be almond croissant. Oh, <laughs> that is very Toronto of you, actually. But conchas, conchas forever. I love conchas in every way I can get them. I'm so proud of you. For You're like conchas. stop saying conchas. No, I'm like keep saying conchas. <laughs> Thank you for listening. The, maybe now you know a little bit more about us. Mm-hmm. I I hope I think there's too much to say. Yeah. And also, do you really know yourself? I mean, I am just a shell through which air passes through, basically. Yeah, I'm just a churro with no relleno. <laughs> uh, you know, thank you, Camila. I'm joking. Oh, he'll never live it down. No, but I, I I hope you got a little bit of a glimpse of who we are. Yeah. And now you know a little bit more of how this the podcast was made. Mm-hmm. And hopefully through this season, you'll get to know us more. And also you'll get to know amazing, amazing artists that will bring to you. Mm-hmm. Join us. We're so happy that you're here. Radio Luna Teatro is produced by Aluna Theater with support from the Metca Foundation, the Laidlaw Foundation, the City of Toronto, the Canada's Council for the Arts, the Ontario Arts Council, and the Toronto Arts Council. Aluna Theatre is Beatriz Pisano and Trevor Schwellness, with Sue Ballant and Gia Namens. Radio Aluna Theatre is produced by Camila Diaz Varela and Monica Garrido. For more about Aluna Theatre, visit us at alunatheatre.ca. Follow at Aluna Theatre on Twitter or Instagram or like us on Facebook. Follow and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you get your podcasts.